0: The views and opinions expressed in this presentation by the hosts and guests are those of the individuals providing them and do not necessarily reflect those of the production company or distributors. For joining us for Two Old Chicks" episode seven, part two. Oh gosh, okay. Well, I I remember um, uh, those those rules, and I and I also remember one because this is this was very shaping, I think, for both of us. Is that when uh, the student body decided that we were going to uh rebel and and protest the these these draconian measures that they had for us about about our social life and how we moved and and what we wore and it's not surprising that it came out this was in you said you remember this in our junior year so we're talking about 68 69 so you know that was the time that that was the time that there were protests over at Morehouse where they took over the administration's the administrators uh, building and during during a time that they were having a uh, a meeting of the board of directors i think it was the board of directors so, the board of trustees board, board of trustees right okay. right and yeah. So, yeah and i think i think I, rem- yeah. I remember tina that Was it John Rockefeller who wanted to run for president and he was going to announce that he was Announces. Oh, that's right. Oh my goodness, he was that. and he was going he to helicopter into the Spelman yeah. campus yeah. and yeah. announce yeah. it. And oh, no. he, he was, was on campus. Yeah, yeah. And he had an invest. He had investments in South Africa, and we were determined that that wasn't going to happen. And there's that, Rockefeller names all over the all over Spelman. Mm-hmm. There's, a, you know, there, there are five Rockefeller halls on Spelman's yeah. campus. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. that was part of it, exactly. So that that I think that was the the spark that started our protest, and then we, you know, mm-hmm. went on to, well, you know, what are we protesting for? We need to protest these rules that we have, you know, that we have right here and that, yeah. that went on. And I, I remember, we remember things differently, but I remember that there was a protest planned where everyone was going to walk out of the dorms at midnight, which was which mm-hmm. broke everybody's curfew, a, as a you know protest against all the 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 uh, uh, the rules. All the rules, rules right, uh, right, rules right. and regulations. And we just yeah. wanted them to be a relaxed. And we I don't think they were asking. I don't remember them asking for anything. But you know, yeah. but- we wanted um, we wanted later curfews. We wanted to be able to wear pants during the day. Because we could not wear we pants to. during the day to mm-hmm. class. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't even think we could wear it to the library at night. We could wear it to the dining hall at night. No, we could. I think you couldn't wear it to the yeah, and you couldn't wear it to uh, wear uh, any. Of course, to any chapel. You know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Couldn't wear it, and except, except, the except somebody I know. Hint, hint. The one wearing the blue scarf would get out of bed on Thursday morning, put on a raincoat over her pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> Pull Take up her pajama legs. legs a pair pair of of pants, put sure a hat over her head. <laughs> I go to chapel in her pajamas. Okay. Listen, times, our, a, you know, times, I is, have to admit, I got to the door and the person was signing in, and she'd let me kind of sign in right quick. And I'd sign in and go back and hit the bed. I would be. No, you did. That mm-hmm. that you'd have to. So oh, let's, wow. let's, Tina, let's go ahead and talk about um, some of the other things we remember, because we we really have a lot of memories, but our producer is going to remind us in a minute that we've been talking 35 minutes. So we might have to have part two of this. Um, of this uh, episode. Okay, well, I remember we were both we were both uh, English majors, and we shared classes together. Mm-hmm. What about uh-huh. you? I remember when Nikki Giovanni came to class. Um, this was our senior year. Mm-hmm. She came to campus for a whole week and she was sort of like uh i don't know if this was the title they gave her but like a writer in residence no, and was, you know she as, was as, an icon then we were just in order, oh, we we and she was very young because she's not a whole lot older than we are but yeah. i remember um because i i was one of the few students on campus who was not a uh, a local student what they call day students who had a car came back in our senior year after christmas with a car i Mm -hmm. i sort of told my grandmother i had to have a car so i could get the paper to the printer on time Uh, (laughs) and so they i was asked if i would go to the airport pick up nikki giovanni take her to pascal's hotel and every day that week go pick her up in the morning and bring her to campus and we would sit around in the evening on the floor in one of the dorms in the basement, and we would just listen to her talk about writing and reading her poetry. And then I had to be sure she got back to Pascal's every day. Just the memory that I was with Nikki Giovanni for a whole week—you had she it for was, a whole week—you had her as a prisoner, a prisoner for a whole week. Mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. lock the door, right? Well, yeah. You know, What's funny about that? I've been thinking since we've been talking about this. The last couple of weeks, just what we've been talking about, film, we enjoyed just doing this section, this uh, uh this this part, this section. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Nikki Giovanni, we took questions from the audience. We were so, oh, uh, we were so ignorant, and uh, we just did, we didn't, we didn't know anything. And someone asked a question about, you know, how do you get a strong black man? Where can you find a strong black man? I oh, think. Oh, okay. wow. And she, and it was a, it was somebody on the floor, because Nikki is only about yay high. And mm-hmm. she, I remember her looking down at her and saying, "You wouldn't know what to do with a bald you one? I mean, every, even the even the the, the, the the questioner had to had to laugh at that. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was just that real with us. She really was. It was a, yeah, a, yeah, a pretty good. You know. But I also remember that." Um, It's something that we kind of took for granted, but most of our teachers were African-American or people Mm -hmm. of color, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know. But not all, not all, because I had never had a white teacher before I came to Spelman. Never. I I, I was in segregated school. i would never had a white teacher in my life. We have have to do a show. We don't have to do a show about that. I find that interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I had had them, but they were none. So it was sort of, yeah, sort of, no. Um, uh, but, I, but I also remember that one of the things that struck me, Wanda, especially after I I left and and you know went out into the real world and saw what the world is like, I tell um, when I ever going back to Felman and spoken to any of the students, especially in Sister Chapel, I tell mm-hmm. them you know look to the left and look to the right. I said, you know, you will never see another a world like this again. Ever, you know, work is not going to be there. You'll never have a sister to be able to to reach over and. T- it's just not likely. You know, you might have, but this is the last place you will be where you will be surrounded by, you know, your sisters. The head of the the uh, English department. I mean, the English uh, uh, the clubs uh, and organizations. You know, all, all the Spanish clubs and everybody mm-hmm. in, in in control except the president, who, who was a uh, a, a man. Um, At the time. And and I don't think there'll ever be another uh, male president of Spelman again. uh, Tina, the things that I remember are the cultural events in Sisters Chapel. We heard some really strong, notable black speakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who are our speakers. I got to, we got to listen to Bernice Johnson, now Bernice Johnson Reagan, mm-hmm. when before there was a sweet honey in the rock, she would sing in the chapel during some of the, um, the events. I mm-hmm. remember one of the most memorable groups that came there for me was a national dance theater company of Jamaica. And, you know, Dr. Manley, who was our president, is is Jamaican, was Jamaican. Mm -hmm. And his brother was the president of Jamaica. So he had to hook up. So he would, they would send. That's that's right, that's right. So they would send notable um, cultural people. And I think some of our folks went to Jamaica as well. So Mm -hmm. just the culture for me, but I I know what you can remember. You can remember Bid West, right? Well, you know, I think Wanda remembers my Bid West games more than I do. (laughs) Because uh, she 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 said uh, earlier in the day, you know that uh, oh you 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 disappeared somewhere every night. You know you weren't doing you weren't doing yeah. your lessons like she was doing hers. Uh, I, so I, I did I did uh, you know a major. I didn't minor in Bed-Wiz. I didn't major in Bed-Wiz, but I did minor in bidwitz. And and there may be people listening who don't know what bid is. A very popular game, especially among African Americans, uh-huh, especially uh-huh. when you get a bunch of people together, especially when you want to do some loud talking and talk to some trash. Food. Talking, exactly. Trash talking, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, mean, speaking of trash talking, when I I used to play it all the time. But you got to tell tell the story about about your husband. Oh, well, I was going to do that when I met my husband. He had been he was in the navy when I met him, and and when he got when we got married, he he had um he was no longer in the navy, and so when we started. Um, talking about what we would do so, you know, as a social thing with friends mm-hmm. after we got married, he said, Well, we you know, we can have a card party, we can have some play some big Whist. And I said, Well, I don't know how to play bid whist, and I don't really what think I want to which you should have been ashamed of, absolutely. <laughs> no, 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 you know I what he insane. said? He said, he said, You spent four years at an HBCU when <laughs> you didn't learn how to play big whist. <laughs> So that's my bid with story. I only learned bid with through oh. Tina. I just oh, knew it took all night, and there was a lot of trash talking. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Not not a lot. Maybe some learning going on, but no schooling going on in mm-hmm. those in those games. But you know what's interesting? I think that. Um, you remember it more than I do because after my freshman and, spe- and especially sophomore year, I realized I couldn't play big whist all the time and, and keep up. We were finally getting into our junior and senior years, things were starting to get a little mm-hmm. bit more uh serious. And so, I think after that, but don't see, but you and I weren't in the door in the same dorms after right, that, right? Right, yeah, yeah, I miss that. I miss what, that. What, what, what else do you remember? I like, I, well, of course, I like listening to the music, the Motown sound, oh, the, man, the Philly sound. The and you know, track. I had a record player, I came to Spelman with. With a record player. And so Me we do. would put the records on and we would dance in the dorm. And so, yes, I, you know, oh, I just remember oh, Marvin Gaye, oh, yes, we did. Diana Ross. Oh, my goodness. I just remember so much of the music. The music was good. Mm-hmm. that's a, that is, that is a, a a nice playlist for for our times you know all that marvin gay i that, i remember marvin Gaye and retha franklin especially um uh, yeah. we also had you know when we're talking about walking out and the, the times of protest that were going on there were you know there was also as i mentioned earlier all kinds of uh, uh Social protests going on, you know, not just among black people, but among you know young people and all people around the country. But on campus, what I really remember, where uh, there was a, a sisters in blackness, was the mm-hmm. name of it. Nation. And we they called were called SIBS, S-I-B-S, SIBS. SIBS, and they all had Afros. And because uh, yeah, this was the time of, the, you know, the big Afro. And that was frowned upon. I don't know if it was in our rules. but well, that was very much frowned upon upon campus. But what I do remember is just that beautiful tapestry of, you know, of big Afros and uh, dashikis and African head, uh, head wraps. You know, the first person I really saw and noticed with an African headdress was Barnett Honeywood the artist yeah. who did, you know, who went to Spelman. And I, you know, I, I she used to walk across campus with this big African headdress dress and long tans And I would say, who is that? Who feels comfortable enough in the world to do that? And she was headed for, I didn't know who she was, and she was headed for the arts building. And I said, oh, okay, that's one of those artists from, from over in the mm-hmm. art but mm-hmm. you, were the, you were the nerds. Yeah. So Tina, what did, you know, let's talk about some of the things that we think we might've gained from going to an HBCU. You start. Oh, Oh my goodness. Wanted so much. Let's just do bullet points because, uh, yeah, okay. I see, that's, that's, I see that's, Kara that's, that's, tapping on the come table. On. Like, come on, I didn't say so much to, <laughs> to, to introduce so much. I was just trying to put yeah. it together. No, now, I know the biggest thing, and I noticed it when I went for my job, is the confidence of seeing African American women in powerful roles on campus. What mm-hmm. I was saying about mm-hmm. the, the same thing, uh, felt uh, there were you know. African American women who were part of of departments, you know, departments at school. I mean, I saw women. I saw African American women and women in in uh, in positions of of, you know of of leadership, of power, of direction, of being able to change people. you know, change people's direction and change people's going. And I remember when I went to the, con- the the Atlanta Constitution for my job, I remember walking in with confidence and I almost asked myself, well, you give us confidence, but I didn't want to shake, you know, I didn't want to rock the boat, but I knew that they had all those, all those times that I had seen women who look like me, take care of business. I really kind of felt like I could. And I, yeah. know, I, with conf- I know I went in with confidence that I didn't usually have and you know, in, in the world. What about you? I, I, I think I appreciated the the largest of the Atlanta University Center. You know, Spelman was, as we said, a really small college there, but there were other institutions around us. There were six institutions in the AU Center at the time. So it just sort of felt like we were a major university. But more importantly, we would walk around the streets around the campus and sometimes on the campus and we would see people like um, Jesse Jackson, Julian Bond, Andrew Young, Maynard Jackson, who was the first black mayor of Atlanta. And sometimes we would just, I would just go to Pascal's and sit down and right over there, there was, you know, Julian Bond. Pascals, what was Pascal's Wanda? Pat's Pascal's was was and is a black owned, family owned uh, restaurant. And they had a, a motel, motel, not a hotel. You could sit down and see some of these um, notable civil rights leaders strategizing at the table next to you. And they weren't trying to hide what they were doing and they weren't trying to whisper. We could really just be there in their presence. And I don't think I appreciated it as much then as I do now. I remember walking down uh, West Hunter Street and I came to the corner because the light turned red and who's standing next to me, but uh, I think it was Andrew Young. And he just said, hey, how you doing? I said, I'm doing fine. How are you? And then we just stepped off the curb. Well, and know, I-, I had a big crush on Andrew Young. I know. Was, that, that was one of the, this was a time of, of again, like we said, of political action. And uh, the students at Spelman, you know, really stepped up. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I was on the, I did, I did work for Andy Young's campaign. I got to admit, I had a big crush on him. And I got a chance to tell him in front of his wife that I had a big crush on him. because uh. he But well, because he said that he was so amazed. Remember when he came to Spelman and we were like, who? Oh, wow, wow. we were like screaming and stuff. And he said, what? He was from New Orleans and he was just a little brown skin, short colored guy. He wasn't used to this, to all these, you know, all these uh, uh, college girls being uh, being wild for him. But, we, we, you know, we respected him as well. We thought he was adorable. But we also respected him and we wanted him to win. He was running for, uh, what was his, he ran for, wasn't he mayor? No, no, he wasn't mayor. It was either, uh, well, somebody, somebody correct us. Was he running? Was was running for the senate, or was he running? I, uh, I know he was ambassador to the UN, but I thought he was mayor yeah. first.
1: Okay, well we'll catch up
0: with that later because we need to talk about how <laughs> we are giving back, not just okay, to the Spelman there is, but yeah. the students. there, there yeah, yeah. is yeah. one more. You absolutely. Yeah. Right. Um, so you know we are both ambassadors for Spelman because um, we were both have honorary degrees from Spelman. So, you know, we could talk about Spelman all the time. But you spent some time on the campus lecturing. So talk about that experience. Oh, wow. It's it's, it's wonderful. You're talking about giving back. You actually feel like you're actually, each word that you're saying that these young women are, are holding on to, grasping onto with their little pencils ready to take, you know that you're giving back to them, even the attention that you give them. My first uh, writing residency was at, at Spelman, And that was the year that my, the uh, uh, year after uh, Baby of the Family, my first novel came out. And so it was a wonderful experience where I got paid a good amount of money, a good probably more than I'd been paid for anything uh, before, which I would have done it for free, I really, would have it was like it was wonderful i had one class i think it was only 12 students and we just we talked and they came down to the you know the facility where i was staying but the, the biggest thing is that it, it has over the years from that residency till right now uh we've done i've done a number of things just as a writer because that's what i have to give back you know mm-hmm. sometimes have money and sometimes they don't have money but writers always have information and and uh uh, guidance and uh, teaching that they can give, and that's what I did. You know, that's what I did. So I've lectured a lot of the classes, and the uh, the you know Spelman is also home because there. That's where uh, Donna Akiba Harper, thank you, uh, mm-hmm. created the the uh, the syllabus for the novels of Tina McElroy and Pearl Clegg that's, that's being taught there. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a giving and a taking. I mean, how wonderful is that? You know, it was a, a wonderful gift from uh, Dr. Harper and from Spelman, you know, Spelman. So and that's great a relationship. What about you? Yeah, well, you know, when you said that the young the young ladies were grabbing their pencils, I'm sorry, but fast forward, I'm, I another HBCU I have an affiliation with at Savannah State because I was a professor there after I finished my journalism career. And so this this afternoon I was on campus briefly. I went to pick up something and I was walking down the hall and I heard the voice of one of my sorority sisters teaching. She's a professor there. Uh, Dr. White is her name. And I just sort of walked down the hall and held up my arm and you know stuck it in the door. I had my mask on. I wasn't even sure she would know who I was. And she called me, oh no, no, come back. Class, you have to meet this woman. This is my (laughs) sorority sister. And she's a real live author. And all the students picked up their pens immediately. They said, what is your book? What book have you written? And I told them the name of my memoir and they were all writing it down. And I told them the name of the meeting at the table that you and I did last year. and And I was so impressed. That they would actually even take the time to write it down. I don't know if they're going to buy the book or read it, but I was just really impressed. But back well, to I'm impressed that they didn't pick up their computers and start doing that. Yeah, no, well, they, they were writing. They were writing. That's one of my pet peeves. So when you said they yeah, picked up a pencil, that they, they literally going to pick up after my own heart. Maybe the maybe Dr. White insisted that they use, it was a writing class. So she, I bet she insisted that they use Very that. good. So Very back good. to giving back at Spelman, um, you know, I had the honor of being on the Corporate Women's Roundtable, which Dr. Janetta Cole, when she was president, organized getting a group of corporate yay, executives yay, to, to come back to campus and mentor young ladies and set up programs. One of the programs, the Corporate Women's Roundtable set up was the um, externship program where uh, Spelman students would come to businesses during spring break and they would literally live with the executive in their home. They would eat with the family. They would go to work with them every day. And that that was such a thrill to just host someone. And then I was on the board of trustees for almost 20 years. And I set up an in-endowed scholarship on Spelman's campus. So my uh, money from the estate of some of my family members, after I sold some property, has gone to help students get a little bit of money in their pocket every year, and they're in, in the form of a scholarship. And the name of the scholarship is well, you know what, Tina? I established it as a Wat- Watson Walker Scholarship because that's the last—that's the maiden name of my grandmother and my aunt Catherine, who went to Spelman. However, mm-hmm. after I got my honorary degree, some of my colleagues and fellow Spelmanites, I think in Savannah suggested that I rename the scholarship, the Wanda Lloyd Scholarship, because when I established it, I was like, nobody cares about me. Nobody knows my name. Nobody cares. But I did go ahead and write a letter to Spelman and ask them to to rename it. So it's the Wanda Lloyd Scholarship. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. You didn't know that, did you? I didn't know that. guys. you think we know every. Well, don't you uh-huh. say I, I thought it was with you, the Catherine, uh, your, I thought it was your, your, your aunt's name. Well, Walker, Walker was on Catherine's maiden name and Watson was my grandmother's name. Oh, no, no, name. I get that. I, but yeah. I thought it was your your, 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 your aunt's name. It was a pretty mm-hmm. it's a, a lovely name. But that's even mm-hmm. a lovelier name. Yeah, one. Yeah. And yeah. So sometimes when I'm at the National Association of Black Journalists, I'll be walking down the, the, you know, down the convention center floor or on an elevator. And, you know, we wear these badges with our, names on them and I've had young ladies throw their arms around me this is pre-COVID of course throw their arms around me and I'm like oh, what did I do what did I do and they are like, oh my gosh I got your scholarship thank you so much oh thank man so how so, wonderful yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. oh that's, that's that's really nice that's really yeah. nice yeah. But well uh, as you can see, we could talk about Spellman uh, on and on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, again, it's one of the subjects near and dear to our heart. We say that all the time, and it's it it's the truth. But uh, Spellman was really a rich and and um, enlightening time for both. Yeah, of and I think. Oh, go, go ahead, Tina. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say at some point we may share some of the social media um, information. You know, because we asked some other people, what do you think about? H, your h b c u experience so you know go look at our our um social media um on instagram and twitter and you'll see some of that but now we're gonna move on to another segment well but, but, but i just wanted before we go can we just say that okay. like was a rich and and in, uh, 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 uh enlightening place for us but for us for you and me we decided we found out it was the perfect place for us. We have lived long enough to know a lot of stuff. So we love this last segment. We call it dropping some wisdom. Yeah. This time we're doing something a little different about Wanda, right? Mm -hmm. Wanda and I decided that this wisdom is so urgent and vital that it was our responsibility. We had a responsibility to bring it up and and address it. Y'all know that between this podcast and, uh, Promoting our works, new and old, our books, new and old, and keeping up with each other's lives. didn't I talk to each other a lot on the phone. We enjoy it. But lately, our concern, our conversations have turned to COVID and the, its variants, the variants, and uh, still the hesitancy among some Americans to get vaccinated, especially among our people of color, which is our, our, our discussion of, of concern this time. And this time, we say there's no time for hesitancy. Let me repeat that. I don't want to stumble over it. This is no time for hesitancy. We knew, as old chicks do, that we had a platform and we should use it for good. So we knew this was a topic that we needed to discuss. Tina, I can't tell you how excited I was um, when I drove down to St. Simon's Island to visit you a few weeks ago. We got to hug and sit inside uh, the house on your new couch and talk. Yeah. We went to dinner together. Um, we it, it was just such a pleasure because we are both fully vaccinated. Absolutely. I don't know. I don't know about you, but it made me feel so free, so good to be able to hug a friend that I hadn't hugged in a long time. And so we are, you know, I look at those pictures, Wanda, and it mm -hmm. still brings me joy that you and I were able to be together, you know, outside on St. Simon's, riding around with all the things that I had thought of we were going to be doing, you know, so that's a, that's a big incentive. That's a big incentive. Um, uh Wanda and I feel a real responsibility to speak truth to power. We had this wonderful experience, and we'd like for others to, to share that experience and to try to get back to some sense of normally. But normalcy. Normalcy? Normalcy. That sounded yeah. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, we do this you know, all the time with words because we are very precise. Oh, yeah, we're word people. And on top of it, we love words. We're precise precise, and we love words. Uh, But also, we we wanted to speak truth to lies. We only have one bit of wisdom to drop on you this week. This time, we decided to combine our wisdoms and uh, see if we could pack a little bit more power in them. And our wisdom is take the vaccine. Get the shot. This is no time for hesitancy. Of course, we're no medical experts, Wanda, are we? Mm -hmm, We're fully vaccinated and we are eager to get the third shot. I know folks who have decided so far not to get the approved vaccine. Uh, And you do as well, too, don't you, Wanda? I sure do. Um, You know, we know folks with relatives and close friends who have passed away from the virus This is a no brainer. Um, This is not just something happening to other people. It's happening to all of us. We all know someone. I personally know quite a few people who have passed away as a result. And, And we feel it's our responsibility to join the fight. So we can't say it enough, get vaccinated, wear your mask, social distance, and urge other people to do the same thing. Yeah, I wonder, you know, the people who have passed, these aren't people that we, we've we heard about on TV or uh, in the news. You know, like, like us, all of you have probably personally known somebody who has suffered through a bout of uh, COVID or some who have died from the virus. And the fight for all of our lives and for our way of life is, you know, the responsibility, I think, of each of us as the vaccines get full approval. We are seeing governments and uh, employers and schools, some schools mandating vaccines for all the people, all, everybody who's, who's over a certain age that uh, has anything to do with, uh, with the company or with the uh, school or with the organization. And more mandates are sure to come. So mm-hmm. for some folks, that's the only way that they'll get the shot. Look, if you get vaccinated for a job, surely you'll do to keep some unvaccinated children in your household safe. For those of you who are hesitant, we know that we've been given mixed signals. We know there was some back and forth about COVID and the vaccines at the beginning of this pandemic. Some of you may be saying you've heard all this before, but we think it's important enough to repeat. And if these two old chicks, uh, uh, we we got one. If we got one person to convince one other person to get vaccinated. This drop of wisdom will have done its job. We're going to say this together three times Get get the vaccine. Get the vaccine. Get the vaccine. Well, that's it for this seventh episode of Two Old Chicks. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll tell others about our podcast. And please, please keep sending us your comments and feedback on social media. And share our podcast with people in your circle. Yeah, please also tell others about uh, Two Old Chicks. And one more thing. If you have an idea for a topic that you think we should discuss or that you just want to hear our opinion on or that you want to see if we can get feedback on, reach out to us on social media and make sure when you do that that you subscribe and share two old chicks on spotify and on youtube okay we finally reached a a a number so now we want to go to the we want to double that number so we're looking for more people to uh to subscribe and follow us and to enjoy enjoy us on on spotify and youtube plus you know follow us on twitter and instagram at two old chicks podcast and um We'll see you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Love, love. Love and peace.